The Start. On demand. On demand. Ten seconds left. Victory formation for the Blue Bombers. The clock is now empty. Zero. Zach Kolaris, last snap of the game. He holds on to it. He goes down on a knee. The game is over. The Blue Bombers have won the West Division Final. They're going to the Grey Cup for a rematch with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And this was some spectacular, sensational, dramatic, knockdown, drag-about football game, Doug Brown. Bob Irving calling the final moments of yesterday's Western Division Final. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers defeated the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 21-17. They're heading to Hamilton to play in the Grey Cup and back-to-back seasons for the first time since they lost back-to-back Grey Cups in 1992 and 1993. And Brett, the Bombers are looking to win the CFL Championship in consecutive seasons for the first time since 1961 and 1962. Guess who the Bombers beat in both those Grey Cups? Who was that? The Hamilton Tiger Cats. And it will be the Tiger Cats whom the Blue Bombers will face next Sunday in Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field. And I don't need to remind anyone that it's the Tiger Cats that the Blue Bombers defeated in Calgary back in 2019 for their last Grey Cup championship. Now, there hasn't been a back-to-back champion in the CFL since 2009 and 2010 when the Montreal Alouettes accomplished this task. Over 31,000 fans at IG Field were either out of their seats or sitting on the edge of them as the game came down to a spectacular play by Blue Bomber defensive back Nick Taylor on a Saskatchewan third down late in the fourth quarter. Back to pass, fires it, and it's broken up at the 25 by Nick Taylor. Turnover on downs, a minute left. The Bombers go wild. They think they've won this game. And, of course, they did. They went on uh, one more first down. Nick Dempsey Dembski took a run around the right end, and then it was a couple of kneel downs, and the Bombers closed things out. It was a game, Brett, which had no business being as close as it was. The Blue Bombers turned over the ball five times in the first half. Once early in the second half, Andrew Harris player of the game, no doubt about it. Didn't look like an athlete who'd missed seven weeks due to injury. 136 yards on the ground, many of those when the entire stadium knew he was getting the ball. It was quite the party. That's a mix of DJ Otzi and audio from the Blue Bombers Twitter account of fans singing along during a break in the action. And Brett, right in the front row, amongst the fans, current BC Lion, wide receiver and former Blue Bomber, Lucky Whitehead, and he's wearing a Blue Bomber toque. Nice. (laughs) I saw a picture of him as well in a Chris Strebler-style fur coat with the shirt off. Lots of guys dressed up like Strevy yesterday, but uh, what a day. And as you can hear, I, I I enjoyed the game. I didn't go to the game. I went to the pub to watch the game. So I, it seems I had a good time yesterday. My Yay, voice is a little, little croaky <laughs> this morning. But uh, you were, of course, at the game, part of the, the broadcast team. So how was the weather? The weather? Now, I was someone who sat in the press box for the first half. It was 18 degrees in the press box. And uh, the window was closed in the in our broadcast location for the pregame show. But as Bob left the the uh, broadcast center, he said, "I want that window open by the time I get back." <laughs> and so the four foot by roughly twelve foot sheet of glass, double pane glass that was keeping us warm, yep. was opened, and uh, Bob and Doug bundled up. And uh, they kept that window open through the entire game. I went back after the halftime show. I went back to the media center, to the press box, and I went into my backpack and I got my ski pants. Yeah. And Darren Bombing from Bonfire Sports looked at me and goes, what are you doing, Mackling? I go, 
I'm going to sit with the people. I'm going to sit with the fans. I've been telling people this is going to be an experience of a lifetime, something you won't want to miss. I've been saying that for weeks on the radio. How would it look if I sat up here with you in 18-degree creature comfort? Yep. So I put on my ski pants, <laughs> I bundled up, and I went and I sat with my brother in Section 107. Shout out to Jack Shapira, who passed along a, pa- a pair of tickets for, so my bro could go to the game yesterday. Sat with uh, my buddy Dave and my brother, and we had a grand old time. And just the way that stadium is constructed, I can only speak for that section on the east side. But even when it was at its windiest, it wasn't bad at all. And I was only outside for half of the game. So I don't want to speak on behalf of what everyone experienced, but it was it was an absolute experience of a lifetime. Did you see McNabb? McNabb's off today, by the way, in case you're wondering. Where's Loren? She hasn't said anything yet. She's <laughs> off today. She's, she'll be back tomorrow. I but, didn't see Loren. Yeah, because I, I didn't know. I wasn't sure if she was going, but she, she sent out a tweet uh, from the stands. So... You didn't bump into her. I didn't bump. Really, I bumped into just a, a handful of people. I, I was, you know, singularly focused on the game and uh, and the task at hand. Boy, oh boy, like I said, that, that game really had no business being as close as it was. Saskatchewan Rough Riders hung around, so all the credit in the world to them. Had a Rough Riders fan sitting beside me, and uh, we had uh, some good back and forth. It was a good time had by most, if not all, at IG Field yesterday. So much to discuss this morning on the front of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at 637. A Milroy montage. Producer Kyle Milroy put together a montage from Bob Irving's final game. Inducted into the Ring of Honor. So we'll hear that at 637. Mackling and McGarry McNabb is off today. She will be back tomorrow. Coming up a bit later this morning after Global News at 9 o'clock, we are going to get a debrief on Phil the Freightliner in support of Silo Mission. Big event Saturday with our friends from Trent's Solutions Truck Centers at Boston Pizza Keniston. And uh, it was going gangbusters when I was there. I was there between uh, 11 and 1, and uh, they were working on filling up two Freightliners in the parking lot. And uh, I think I heard, well, I don't want to get it. I want to make sure I get it right. But I, the, the cash total that I heard later in the afternoon was through the roof. So I'm excited to find out just how well they did. Okay. That's been a great event for, is it five years now on 680 CJOB, Power 7, Power 97, and Peggy 99.1? Like, I mean, come on. And this has been uh, almost a rite of passage, right? An, an annual day of giving from uh, Manitobans and Winnipeggers. And uh, in typical fashion, they stepped up, Brett. So that's coming up at 9.05. And in our next segment, we're going to tell you how you can win yourself some tickets to see Rick Mercer and it has to do with the random things people left behind. So uh, I think lousy we- seats, though, Brett. <laughs> Front row. <laughs> Front row tickets for Rick Mercer. Uh, so you're not going to believe what I found outside my apartment <laughs> building on Saturday. So I'll tell you that in our next segment. But as you know by now, yesterday was the final play by play call from our very own Bob Irving. And it's only. Kyle, Mil- Kyle Milroy can do a Milroy montage of yesterday's very special broadcast. I can't tell you how honored I am to receive this particular honor. I never dreamt of anything like this. I'd like to thank my family, my wife, kids, and grandkids are all up there for their unwavering support. They've been behind me all the way. I'd like to thank you, the fans, who have been so loyal to the Bombers. And to CJOB, and I'd like to thank CJOB for hiring me in the first place. It has been a privilege to be the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Enjoy the game, everybody. Back to pass, fires it, and it's broken up at the 25 by Nick Taylor. Turnover on downs, a minute left. The Bombers go wild. They think they've won this game. The Blue Bombers have won the West Division Final. They're going to the Grey Cup for a rematch with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And this was some spectacular, sensational, dramatic, knockdown drag about football game. You know, again, the journey's not done yet, so ask me after, uh, after, after next week. We'll see you in Hamilton. Thanks, Andrew. Hey, hey Bob, just want to say congratulations, man. It's uh, it's been a pleasure working with you and and, and having you having you call. And 
Um, your voice is legendary and, and just want to say congratulations on an amazing career and and uh, it, it's like I said, it's been a pleasure pleasure having you around and, and working with you. So God bless you, man, and uh, all thank the best you. and what's next. Hey, Bob, thank you, man, and I appreciate you for your dedication to the CFL. You meant a lot to the Bombers and the CFL, and happy retirement. Thank you, Jackson. I'll see you in Hamilton, though. I'm going to be at the Great Cup. Oh, you better be. Yeah, <laughs> you better be. <laughs> you bet. Congratulations, Mike. We'll see you in Hamilton. I'll see you tomorrow night for the coaching show. How's oh, that? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect, Bob. Okay. I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed your call. I really oh, hope you did. What a way to wrap it up. <laughs> he, was an, he was an emotional roller coaster, yeah. I tell you, Mike. He was, yeah, he was up was, and down. I and was a little concerned, Mike. <laughs> I was a little concerned at one point, but, well, uh, you know. Yeah. Doug, what an honor to sit beside him for this one. Oh, it's it's yeah. every day. I, for, I know you realize that. 10 years, that, man. So, it's, but anyway, it's, it's been a street. Enough of that. All right. All right. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Appreciate yep. it. Congratulations. We'll see you in the Great Cup in Hamilton next week. Thank you. Appreciate it, okay. man. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Let's go get another one. Bob, just, I, I, before, you know, I can, I can kind of sense that you're, you're writing me off here and, and getting me uh, getting close, getting yeah. me off the air. But uh, <laughs> we're almost know, done. You know, I, I have a list here in front of me of, of all these different things. Like, you know, thanks for everything, Bob, and happy retirement. But <laughs> I just uh, I just I want to tell a quick story. My, I think my first uh, my first action here, I, don't, I can't remember if it was a preseason game or if it was a. Um, a regular season game, and I was due to play a little bit. I don't know if I was starting or just coming in off the bench, but Bob's got this, and you know, everybody listening knows this about Bob, um, even more so than I do, but you just have this kind of R about you, and uh, I felt like I've known you my whole life the first time I talked to you, and this was like 2013, 2012, right? So, um, you know, it's been truly a, an honor for me to be in this organization and to be around you, you know, every day. Um, to get to talk to you, not just on the air, but off the air, to shake your hand. And, uh, you know, I, I know that you're going to enjoy retirement. I know, you, I know you'll miss being around here. I know they got, they got seats already tucked away from you, <laughs> tucked away from you all over the place in this building. And uh, we love you. And, uh, man, I'm, I would have been really disappointed if we didn't pull that one out for you tonight. Doug Brown, it's been a slice for the last decade to work with you. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you. Well, that uh, that is my honor, my privilege, Bob. It's uh, I've known you since 2001 as a player, and I've gotten to know you even more. I just want you to know, regardless of whether you're retiring or not, we can still drink beer after yep. football games. That's right. very important for me, and uh, <laughs> it has just been incredible being part of your ride my friend i've enjoyed every minute of it it's been a great ride for me and i've loved every second of every year of every game and i'll say one last time thanks for joining us today on the blue bomber football network when you talk honor and privilege brett nine-year-old me is still pinching himself i met bob irving for the first time at cgob in grade three really we were there on a on a school trip arranged by my grade three teacher, and I texted her in California yesterday just to let her know and to remind her of that visit to CJOB and that visit with Bob Irving, amongst others, and I let her know um, I'm going to be sitting in Bob's chair for about 20 minutes today as he heads down to the field for what is a once-in-a-lifetime honor to be inducted into that ring of fame. And so yesterday was emotional on many fronts personally. And prior to the game, you heard Bob speaking to the crowd and as well our listeners at the beginning of that montage. And we had a little sabotage by the visitors, a little Rough Rider-induced spice, shall we say that. Now, Bomber fans, turn your attention to the east side and let's see Bob Irving's name. And he will represent our fans as being the 13th person put into the ring of honor. And if you heard some booing in the background, the first move of gamesmanship of the day, Doug Brown, is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders entered the field just as Bob was introduced. The fans could not control themselves, and there were some boos which were audible, obviously, for the men in white and green today. We call that rough rider timing, is what we call that, and it's impeccable. They came out at the exact worst time. As Jack Wells would have said, Brett, it turned out nice again. And we got a text from Johnny who says, what a super sports Sunday, starting off with F1, many red flags, restarts, and Lewis Hamilton winning. 
had to PVR it because we had to head to the bomber game. What an experience. First game for us. My wife's from Moose Jaw. Made her feel like home, sitting in the section with the most green in it. Uh, we did leave at the half because it was kind of loud for us, but we did listen to Bob on the way home, and then we watched the last quarter on the couch, and then the Jets win, and KC on Sunday Night Football. Thank you. Thank you again for the great Bomber tickets and experience. Johnny, thank you for that. Glad you enjoyed what you at least took in at the stadium. You betcha. Uh, What a day, what a weekend it was for sports in Winnipeg. We will recap it all throughout the morning. most random thing you've ever found someone leave behind saturday i ran to the store saturday evening ran to the store i come on my way back i look sort of beside my apartment building just like in this just underneath this kind of overhang there's a, a set of golf clubs a full set of golf clubs in a bag just sitting there on a saturday night and i went i went upstairs <laughs> And then I came back down a couple hours later because I was curious. I was actually curious to see if there was anything in there worth taking. <laughs> uh, it was still there. Still there. 18 clubs in this bag. Some Are they of them left-handed looked, or right-handed? They were right-handed. Okay, well, I need some golf clubs. So, <laughs> Okay, I'll check to see if they're still there uh, when I get home. I couldn't believe it. Just the, the, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. So what have you found? What have you spotted somebody leave behind? Forte, why don't we start with you? Well, it was my brother who found this. Uh, we were teenagers, but he found uh, a pair of ladies' undergarments uh, <laughs> under his car. And he's thinking that, you know, some lady uh, left, left them there for him, you know, saying like, hey, I like you. And I was going, hey, bud, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Did he ever find out? Oh, no. <laughs> threw, threw those things out, that's for sure. Yeah. To dream the impossible <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. dream. <laughs> uh, Jeff Braun, what about you? I found something under my car once, much more practical thing that I found. Uh, I had my the, the cord for my car to plug it in in the winter stolen from me one time 25 years ago, and I was upset about that. And then the next day, a different cord was underneath my car, a better cord, too. It was three times as long, a giant, huge 30-foot cord, and uh, I used that thing for 20 more years. So that one actually paid off. It was just sitting under your car? It just Yeah. Somebody, I don't know if there was a bunch of kids just going around stealing cords and realizing they had nothing to do with them and then abandoned it under my car, I guess. I don't know. It was weird, but I'll take it. 20 years of use out of that. Good job. Poitras, what about you? Oh, it's got to be when I was uh, working in uh, in BC when I found the two combs. I found two black combs over the course of a, uh, of a week and a half span just lying on the street. So, yeah, I got two free combs. You kept them? Yeah, of course. Did you use them? Yeah, of course one I used them. One for the beard and one for the top? One for the beard, one for the hair. <laughs> <laughs> I tossed him into the, I had a laundry machine in my room there. I just tossed him into the laundry machine, got them all, uh, I think that sanitized them, at least I'm pretty sure. Didn't affect, didn't, didn't have any little lice eggs attached to it or anything like that, but hey man, I can't beat these combs. I still got one of them actually, incredibly. It's, uh, Come on. Oh, I, oh, I can't just leave it. Cam, you would have got along famously with my grandfather. He had the same comb. I want to say it was for 60 years. Classic black comb, Dollarama. You know, you couldn't get any. Like, it's not even a great comb, but it's like, I can't leave it now. It's like it's attached to me by the hip. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Mackling, what about you? Well, I think we've all seen the single solitary shoe runner boot on the street. And it's like... Why one? Why not two? Um, but I did see the strangest thing I saw abandoned at the side of a street was over by the, uh, it was called the Pioneer Arena at the time, over on Logan Avenue. It was a baby car seat just okay. laying in the middle of the road. Really? Yes. So I don't know if the car had been stolen and somebody, you know, suggested this would be uh, extra weight, so they discarded it, or they didn't want to have anything to do with anything that suggested children. Uh, but yes, it was the most odd uh, object I've ever seen just uh, lying somewhere, and I think I have a picture of it somewhere on my phone. Really? Yeah, but I haven't had time to look for it this morning. I apologize for that. Well, here's what we need from you at 204-780-6868. We need you to tell us about the random stuff you have seen left behind. Tell us a story for a chance to win tickets for Just for Laughs Comedy Night in Canada with Rick Mercer, Centennial Concert Hall, 
May 13th. We're going to pick a winner at 9.15. Also, a heads up, we have tickets up for grabs for Zoo Lights Festival. So we'll do that, I think, just after 8.45. And uh, before we get into the, the hockey... In case you're wondering what's going on with my voice, I just had a really good time this weekend, I guess. <laughs> Maybe too good a time yesterday at the pub during the bomber game, and now my voice is shot. So, whoops. Well, I guess I only had a half of yelling and screaming. So if I had been outside watching the game for the entire game, we might be a, a real <laughs> sore-sounding pair. <laughs> I kind of like the way I sound, actually. I feel sort of, uh, you know, like a... Barry White or something. Some great timber in there, Armageddon. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb back tomorrow. Want to say thanks to Noreen, who has provided us with some big news. Uh, heads up on big news coming out of the University of Manitoba, GMAC. Yeah, we've corroborated it with uh, not only Twitter. Uh, tweet just after midnight from UMFA President Orvi Dingwall saying, UMFA members, check your email. A tentative agreement has been reached with the administration. That's, of course, with the University of Manitoba. Executives recommending it for ratification. We've reached out to UMFA and President Orvi Dingwall will join us in a half hour's time. Of course, that faculty strike has been going on for just over a month now. We'll find out how quickly students and faculty could be back in classrooms at the University of Manitoba. We're also asking you at 204-780-6868 to tell us about something random that somebody left behind. Like I thought somebody left a set of golf clubs outside my apartment building on Saturday night. So Don says, when I drove taxi years ago, I noticed a most horrid odor emanating from somewhere in the car. Repeated searches revealed nothing obvious, even a trip to the service center and putting the car on a, on the hoist. After about five months, the mystery was solved. While changing a flat, I removed the spare from the trunk and under the spare... I found what had once been what had once been a two pound package of ground pork mm. that had fallen from a grocery bag mm. and somehow ended up under the spare tire. Mm. Man, that was brutal. And Don says I can still smell it. Oh, all I can think about <laughs> is that emoji that looks like Mr. Yuck. Yeah. You remember Mr. Yuck? <laughs> yeah. That green uh, that green guy and that green emoji the holding back the uh mm, yeah. Yep. That would be terrible. And uh, we'll sneak in one more from uh, Ray. What does Ray say? Get this. I was just driving to work, listening to you guys and the stories of random things you found. And as I'm driving on Main Street, I have to change lanes because in the middle of the street (laughs) sit two tires upright. (laughs) Never seen that before. And so random. I checked with Ray. I go, you make me... While we were talking about it, he says, yes, while you guys were talking about this. So there you go. A little kismet for a Monday Fantastic stuff, Ray. So keep those texts coming, and we'll pick a winner at 9.15 for the Just for Laughs Comedy Night in Canada with Rick Mercer. But, hey, it's a sports-heavy edition of The Start. It will be a sports-heavy week on 680 CJOB because the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are heading back to the Grey Cup. Woo! Here are the sounds of the game. And the game is underway. Claris back to pass. Into the end zone. He goes all alone. It's, oh, it's intercepted. It was bobbled by, I think that's Dembski down there. Up in the air and into the arms of a rough rider. It looked like a sure touchdown. Riders from their 17-yard line after that sack. And that was, oh, it's partially blocked. The Bombers get through to block it. And it's fielded out at the 25-yard line of Saskatchewan. First and goal, Riders. Shotgun from the one. Look for William Powell to get this ball. And that's who gets the handoff. And he's in for the Saskatchewan touchdown. So the Riders... Take the lead, back to pass, quick one over the middle to Rasheed Bailey, down to the one, he dives, did he get in, touchdown, Blue Bombers! Ball's on the tee in the air, and it is good, so the Saskatchewan Rough Riders take a 10-7 lead, and it's wide right, and Janarian Grant is thinking about bringing it out, and he's got some room down the left side, the 10, the 15, the 20, the 25, Grant to the 35, oh, oh and he was caught, 
at the 40-yard line, or he might still be running. Back to passes, Calaris down the middle, and he's got a receiver. What a catch by Lawler at the 21-yard line. He was falling down, reached up and pulled it in. That was a highlight catch. Calaris comes out in gun with Harris set behind him. And it'll be Andrew Harris. Is he in? Touchdown, Blue Bombers. They take the lead. To the left of Fajardo, who's passing all the way back to throw. And out here wide to the side and complete. And it's Duke Williams at the 45. He's down to the 30. Gets away from Brandon Alexander and he might score. He's to the five and in for the touchdown. He's under center. He's got the ball. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. The Bombers, they're back in front. 20 to 17. What a game this has turned out to be. Back to pass. Fires it, and it's broken up at the 25 by Nick Taylor. Turnover on downs, a minute left. The Bombers go wild. They think they've won this game. The game is over. The Blue Bombers have won the West Division Final. They're going to the Grey Cup for a rematch with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and this was some spectacular, sensational, dramatic, Knockdown, drag about football game. Yeah! How many athletes get to go out at the top of their game, let alone a play-by-play -play guy? Bob Irving sounds like he could do that job for another 50 years based on how he called that game yesterday. Uh, an absolutely thrilling comeback by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. There were all sorts of intrigue, all sorts of questionable calls, including that play, the third down and desperation play to Duke Williams, where he clearly did not catch the ball. Upon review, the CFL still ruled it a catch. It could have been an absolute disaster for the Blue Bombers, and I suspect the league had the Rough Riders gone on to win that game. But uh, here we are, the Blue Bombers going back to the Grey Cup for the second consecutive season, looking to repeat as champions for the first time since 1961-1962. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is back tomorrow. Heads up that Hal Anderson today, just after 11 o'clock on Connecting Winnipeg. He has a big concert announcement, and then we will give away tickets for the rest of the week for a said concert. So tune in just after 11 o'clock to catch that announcement. Also a heads up, we have a new contest at cjob.com. Give the gift of sleep, thanks to Sleep Country. So while well, the holidays typically busiest time of the year it's still important to continue to take care of yourself right so you got to prioritize sleep we've talked about this in recent weeks and this is i'm on a mission to get my sleep schedule back in order because uh i don't feel healthy and i know it's because of my stupid sleep schedule so that what you do is you go to cjob.com you can nominate somebody and the prize is a five thousand dollar gift card for sleep country just all you got to do is go nominate somebody at cjob.com. How much? $5,000. You buy a lot of sleep? Yeah. For five grand. No kidding. I suspect. Have you tried the melatonin yet? I don't need it. it for me, it's not. I, I, I sleep well. It's getting to bed is the problem because I stay up too late and then I fall asleep on the couch and then I wake up. And I just I have all these broken sleeps and I just I stay up too late. I got to get to bed. You need a butler. I need, uh, you know what, I... I <laughs> someone, to, so, someone to tell you, uh, Mr. McGarry, it's time for bed. You could see the, the argument could be made, I need a good woman to take care of me. How's that? <laughs> well, yeah, or that. <laughs> As a sing I like being single, but my life is a train wreck in certain aspects. <laughs> and when it comes to sleep, like this morning, perfect example. I wake up this morning and uh, my... my bed was a disaster. My blanket was all over the place. I'm like, what is happening here? So I straightened everything out, got myself tucked back in, laying my head down on the pillow. Ah, and honestly, one second later, my alarm went off. I was so mad. You were maybe mad in your sleep about that brutal call from the CFL. You knew what might have happened if that had, you know, ended up costing the Blue Bombers the game and a chance to go to the Grey Cup. So, uh, yeah, one second on the pillow of, ah, 
and then your alarm, huh? <laughs> yep. That stinks. Yep. So give the gift of sleep at cjob.com with Sleep Country. Mackling and McGarry McNabb is back tomorrow. Yesterday, of course, was a big day, a historic day in Winnipeg sports. Bombers going back to the Great Cup. Then after that, the Winnipeg Jets played the Toronto Maple Leafs and tuned them up 6 3. I got home from the pub after the Bomber game, and I thought, I might as well just check out some of the ice hockey match before I go to bed. <laughs> and I turned it on just as they were showcasing Jets captain Blake Wheeler, who played his 1,000th th- game yesterday, and the team put together a really sweet montage to celebrate. So here we go. But this is a player that a lot of scouts took a lot of time to go watch. He's six foot five, Blake Wheeler. Krejci, one touch, bang! Wheeler, Blake Wheeler looking for the hat trick. He's got it! He gets it to Wheeler, Wheeler into the slot, the big reach, scores! Shot by Wheeler, though, on the score! We announce our purchase of the Atlanta Trail. Number 26, Blake Wheeler! I uh, just want to say congratulations, pal. A thousand games. What an amazing accomplishment. You're a great player and a great friend. Your drive and work ethic was something for me and all your teammates to learn from. It had a, a huge impact on my career. I personally think it's the best milestone there is. This just speaks to the volume of how good of a hockey player you are, how dedicated you are to the game, and how much love you have for it. Wheels, congratulations, bud. It's a lot of grinding, a lot of Congratulations, bud. Well earned. Came long ways. Love you. Proud to have called you teammate, and even more proud to, to call you friend. I've been very lucky to play with you. Have some, have some, have, in, have some tap-ins. Have some really easy goals. So uh, you know, I just wanted to thank you for for everything you've done for me. And I got a front row seat to watch you kind of grow and develop into the player and the leader you become today. Congratulations, Blake, on 1,000 NHL hockey games. Congratulations, Blake. We're so proud of you, and we love you very much. Congratulations on 1,000 NHL games. Give me a D. Give me an A. Give me a double D. Y. Go, Daddy, go! Love you, Dad. Hope you have a great day. I love you. Love you. Love you. You know, we're hockey players for a living. You want to play in a place where you're respected and, and loved, and that's what makes playing in Winnipeg special is that bond that I think we have with our fan base. One thousand NHL career games played, two hundred seventy-nine goals, five hundred forty assists, eight hundred nineteen points. Blake Wheeler, one of the most productive forwards in the National Hockey League over the last seven seasons, he has twelve points in nineteen games, zero goals in that total. Brett, and of course, there's been some question about Blake Wheeler and and whether or not his time is up or is on the horizon. Uh, but you know what? He's been a terrific leader throughout his time here in Winnipeg. And I'll say this, uh, two things. Jeff O'Neill on the TV broadcast last night complimented the Winnipeg Jets for the way they conducted this. The silver stick ceremony, which is a tradition in the National Hockey League, just over 350 players have uh, received that milestone or reached that milestone and received the silver stick. Uh, the Jets gave a miniature silver stick to each one of Blake Wheeler's kids. And yeah. Jeff O'Neill thought that was really classy on the part of the Winnipeg Jets, said he had never, ever seen that before. So that's pretty cool. And the biggest crowd reaction of the night, save for, I don't know if you recognized his voice in there, if you haven't seen the presentation, was reserved for Dustin Bufflin. Still loved, still beloved in these parts. So uh, it was a great night all around. Brian Little also part of that video presentation. So congratulations to Captain Wheeler and to the Winnipeg Jets for a job well 
done. If you would like to see that montage, they've got it on their social medias at NHL Jets. Uh, you can find it on Instagram, for example, uh, where you can also find us on Instagram. We'd love for you to follow us there at 680CJOB. And now, Mr. Forte, if you please. So that was the sounds from before the game. Now here are the sounds of the game. Teams come to center right. Puck is dropped. And it's showtime from downtown Winnipeg. A grab there by Shifley. Now for Connor. Connor, cross-ice pass to the far side for Wheeler, out in front for Dubois, back in shot, he scores! Pierre-Luc Dubois took a sweet pass in front from Blake Wheeler, and he beats Wool with a backhand. Now for Pionk, long lead pass for Andrew Kopp, splits the D, cuts toward the net, let a shot go, score! Andrew Kopp! And another two-on-one, Tony Nato down the left wing boards, out in front, sets the cop, moving in, shoots, and scores! Evgeny Svetsnikov, top shelf! Wheeler had some problems with it, he gathers it up again, now behind the net for Dubois, out in front, and a shot, they score! Kyle Connor! Winnipeg just developing these odd man rushes from bad pitches there along that Jets blue line by Toronto. Here comes Ehlers, cross the line for Kopak, Ehlers, shoot, score! Nikolai Ehlers, a little tic-tac-toe with Andrew Kopp, and he blasted it home. Winnipeg leads it 5-1. to one. Oh. Baby! Here comes Shifley, split the D-move, didn't let a shot go, he scores! Mark Shifley bowls his way between the D, took a pass, and beat the goaltender. Winnipeg has another power play goal, and it's 6-3 for the Jets. What a day in Winnipeg sports. Moose win, Bombers win, and the Winnipeg Jets win on a night to remember for Blake Wheeler, their captain. Game number 1,000 for his career is a victory against Toronto at home. 6-3 for the Jets. Mackling and McGarry. McNabb is back tomorrow. We're going to talk about an important anniversary in a moment. But before that, we need to address something disgusting that happened at the football game yesterday. Dave Issuing his lament. He says, good morning. Went to the Western final yesterday, and I was really disappointed that I couldn't hear Bob Irving speak to the fans after getting his name unveiled on the Ring of Honor. The Rough Riders marched onto the field, and fans started booing as they were unveiling Bob's name. Well, that caught our attention too, Brett. Now, Bomber fans, turn your attention to the east side. And let's see Bob Irving's name. And he will represent our fans as being the 13th person put into the Ring of Honor. And if you heard some booing in the background, the first move of gamesmanship of the day, Doug Brown, is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders entered the field just as Bob was introduced. The fans could not control themselves, and there were some boos which were audible, obviously, for the men in white and green today. We call that rough rider timing, is what we call that, and it's impeccable. They came out at the exact worst time. Uh, no doubt planned on the part of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. At least that's the story I'm going with, and I'm sticking with it. No class. No class whatsoever. They got what they deserved. Bombers going to the Grey Cup. And we'll have more on this through the day and, of course, through the week on 680 CJOB as we march towards the championship game for the Canadian Football League Go Blue. Now, we switch gears to talk about how a Manitoba group will be honoring those who died in the Ecole Polytechnique massacre 32 years ago. 14 women were killed. 14 others were injured after being shot by an anti-feminist on December 6th, 1989. So now December 6th is now known as National Day of Remembrance and Action on Violence Against Women. 
Leah Wilson is co-chair of advocacy for the Institute of International Women's Rights in Manitoba. Says while progress has been made for gender equality since that tragic event, there's still lots of work to do. We need to continue action and progress for, you know, work towards gender equality to ending gender-based violence and, and creating really an awareness around also microaggressions and the small ways that, you know, gender disparity and gender inequity can, can take place in our daily lives. This is from a report, a compiled interview done by our colleague at Global News, Corey Callahan. And Wilson added over the course of the pandemic, gender-based violence has been an issue. Wilson says many have termed it a shadow pandemic. We saw girls, women, and gender-diverse people were in vulnerable and precarious situations when lockdowns went into effect. It happened at home and those in domestic caregiving roles. The Manitoba Association of Women's Shelters recently told Global News Morning that shelters have seen an uptake of women looking to flee situations as COVID-19 restrictions eased, causing some shelters to near their capacities. The association also said community partners are working together to ensure there is a space for everyone who needs it. Wilson told Global News there is a way for everyone to be an ally against gender inequality. Really what matters, it's that we're recognizing the fact that uh, gender equality is something that empowers and can actually work for all peoples. And so we're taking tomorrow as a day to recognize that, or December 6th as a day to recognize that, you know, gender equality does empower not only the people it most disproportionately impacts, but everyone in society. The Institute for International Women's Rights Manitoba will be holding a vigil tonight at the Manitoba Legislature, 5.30 p.m. to bring awareness to gender-based violence. People are welcome to attend in person. Face masks and physical distancing will be required. A virtual ceremony will also take place at the same time. For those unable to make it, full details are located in a post on Facebook. If you are experiencing gender-based, sexual, or domestic violence, you can call the Provincial Crisis Line at one 977 0007. So that's one 977 0007 Or you can text 204-792-5302. That's 792-5302. Or 204-805-6682. That's 805-6682 for support and shelter options. Free transportation to an emergency shelter is available. And of course, if you are in immediate danger, call 911. An important day uh, to be commemorated here in Manitoba and across Canada. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going back to defend the Grey Cup. Bombers are looking to win the CFL championship in consecutive seasons for the first time since 1961 and 1962. And guess what? The Blue Bombers defeated the Hamilton Tiger Cats in both of those matchups. And it's going to be the Tiger Cats whom the Blue Bombers will face next Saturday, next Sunday, pardon me, in Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field. And it was, of course, the Tiger Cats whom the Bombers beat in the last Grey Cup in 2019. So looking at yesterday's game, Brett, yes, Saskatchewan managed two touchdowns, one in each half, something they had been unable to do in eight quarters of regular season football against the Blue Bombers. Six turnovers by the Blue Bombers, 68 yards rushing, 68 in each half from Andrew Harris. Thank you, Darren Bombing, for pointing that poetic nature of the part of Harris's performance, suggesting that was a tribute to Bob Irving's last game. Joining the blue and gold in the hammer will be Bob Irving. Bob joins us now. Good morning, Bob. Quite the day for you personally yesterday. Well, it was, and uh, the game was, man, oh, man, I don't know if we'd call it a classic or not, but uh, it was certainly one that will be remembered for a long time. Uh, You know, the Bombers making all those mistakes, giving the ball away, and still only down by three points at halftime and then falling behind in the fourth quarter and having to come back and score the winning points and then hold off a late Saskatchewan rally. The atmosphere, and Greg, you were there, the atmosphere was just incredible. You know, it was so cold, but 31,000 people were making noise, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful 
sports sort of milieu of of all the great stuff that attracts us to sport. And so, yeah, it's a day I'll remember for a long, long time, probably forever if I still have my memory later on. Well, listen, uh, it's memorable for many of us for lots of reasons, and uh, the fact that your voice was attached to that is obviously a big part of that. We'll talk about that in a, a couple minutes here, Bob. I know you'd like to cast the spotlight on the game. So let's do that. Let's start with Andrew Harris. Seven weeks off, knee injury. The 34-year-old Winnipegger did what he did on 23 carries. And most of those, when everyone in the stadium, watching on TV or listening on radio, knew he was getting the ball. Yeah, Doug Brown and I marveled at the game he was having, Greg, because, you know, he was a game-time decision. We weren't sure if he was even going to play. As you said, he hadn't played for seven weeks he had a knee injury he's 34 years old you know athletes aren't supposed to be able to do the kinds of things that andrew harris did yesterday given the situation he was in but he is just truly remarkable he's got this incredible vision when he hits the line of scrimmage he kind of hesitates and then he sees a little crease and away he goes for a five or six yard gain or more uh, his get off is still as good as it ever was and by that i mean he can be up to top speed in about two steps uh, it was just, it really was amazing. I use the word amazing, 138 yards rushing or 136. Well, that's been done before. But in the circumstances surrounding him, it was remarkable. It really was. You don't often win important football games when you lose the turnover battle. And when you lose that turnover battle 6-2, to two, should you even be in the game, let alone win it? Well, I think, Brett, what it does is it tells us just how good the Bombers are, that they could make six turnovers uh, and two of them were in scoring territory, one in the end zone, one in the two-yard line of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, so that's 14 points that they were probably going to have. And then another one was around the Rider 25-yard line. So they're giving away points with these turnovers, and yet they still managed to win the game. So, yeah, it's very unusual. I'm going to check with Steve Daniel, the CFL statistician, and see if a team has ever committed six turnovers and won a game. I expect they have, but it's pretty rare. But I think, again, it underlines just how talented the Bombers are that they could make that many mistakes and still, still win the game. So football games turn on a handful of plays. We, we know that. There was that spectacular diving catch from Darvin Adams in the fourth quarter, which stood out for me, along with the missed field goal and the subsequent return from Janarian Grant yeah. uh, that really set up a, a, another Blue Bomber drive. Bob, what was the play of the game for you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I guess probably the Nick Taylor knocking down that pass on third down with a minute left because, hey, the Riders are marching. They'd converted two third downs, and if they complete that pass, they're inside the Winnipeg 25-yard line with a minute to go, and a touchdown wins the game for them. So there's so many, though, Greg, uh, but that one was that sealed the victory. So that's the one I think I'd reach out to immediately. You know, and I just want to say, it was cold there yesterday. I marvel at how these football players can perform the way they did. And I'm talking more about the quarterbacks and the receivers. I mean, their hands had to be freezing, Fajardo and uh, Zach Kolaris. And yet they threw the ball with precision, with velocity, and the, the receivers made some sensational catches. I just think football players are the toughest people in the world, that they can go out and perform in that kind of weather and give us the kind of show they gave us. Because it's tough to do those things when it's below zero with a wind chill. And that's what it was late in that game yesterday. Well, we talked to Milt Stiegel on Friday morning at 9.35. I don't know if you caught that, Bob, but uh, some refreshing honesty, as always, from Milt when we asked him about the game. We said, you know, it's going to be minus five-ish. That's not super cold. And to which he just cut us off and said, no, that's cold. It sucks. I hate it. I hated every second of it in 14 years of football. But he then referred to the fans, saying, look, the fans have paid their hard-earned money. They're sitting in the stands. So if they can take it, I can take it. So um, I I guess they, the, the players were propelled forward by the blue and gold faithful. Oh, there's no doubt about that, Brad. I th- you know, the fans were amazing yesterday. They really were. And the players we talked to on the post-game show gave them a a big shout-out. Uh, I don't know if it makes them feel any warmer, but certainly they get the support and they know that there's 31,000 people looking on and pulling for them, and maybe it warms them up a little bit. I don't know, but it was beastly cold, and yet, uh, 
you know, when the game ended, uh, the players all stuck around on the field. They were celebrating and uh, waving to the crowd, and a lot of them had to be freezing. But uh, I guess, you know, when you're moving the way they are and your adrenaline's flowing, you, you just don't feel it as much as you or I might. Now, Bob, I don't know if you've seen this on social media or not or have heard about it. Did you know Lucky Whitehead was in the stadium yesterday? I didn't know until afterward, but I have heard about it, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Front row, he's in a blue bomber toque, in yeah. there in there with the fans. Like, you know, you and I have spoken for years about the connection the players and the fans have, and that just exemplified it for me yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, Lucky left the Bombers as a free agent to sign with BC because he was going to get more opportunity there. But he's always spoken highly of the Bomber organization and all the rest of it. And you know what? He's a free agent. So maybe Lucky Whitehead makes his return to Winnipeg in 2022. But that was a, that was a neat part of the, of the story yesterday for sure. So one more week of work, Bob. There's only one way for this to end in the minds yeah. of many of us. Uh, how will you approach the week, and how do the Blue Bombers overcome Hamilton's home field advantage next Sunday? Well, it will be an advantage for sure, but nothing seems to phase this Bomber team. You know, here they were yesterday just going about their business again, committing these turnovers left and right as if they were giving out Christmas gifts, and they still managed to win the game. So I don't think the home field advantage will be as decisive as it as it might otherwise be with some other team. Uh, the Hamilton team... They had a horrible first half yesterday in the East Final. Came on strong with Dane Evans at quarterback in the second half, but they've been a really erratic, inconsistent team all year. I think the Bombers are going to be favored in the betting line simply because of the season they've had, even though Hamilton will be at home. And my feeling about this Bomber team will never change until this season ends. If they play the way they can play, they will win the game. And yesterday they didn't play the way they can play, and they still won the game. So that's the way I will see Sunday's game. And it'll be a fun week in Hamilton. There are bombers up for all kinds of individual awards. And so, uh, you know, for us in Winnipeg, uh, the reporters from Winnipeg, it really adds something to the week when, you know, when your local team is in it. I just got a text message uh, talking about those turnovers. I just got a text message by some character named Kyle Irving. He says, Greg, the Blue Bombers can't even beat the Blue Bombers. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. He's a smart guy, that Kyle Irving. <laughs> we talk about turnovers. You know, really, you're beating yourself. Bob, yeah. thanks for this. It's going to be a terrific week. Uh, we'll be counting on you to join us from time to time on the program. Is that okay? I'm available whenever you want me, but uh, to try to stay away from... 605. <laughs> we can do that for you, partner. No problem at all. <laughs> okay. 7 o'clock till 8 o'clock tonight, of course, it's the Coach's Show. Mike O'Shea takes your questions uh, with Bob Irving at the helm. Brett? It is 848, and your question of the day at cjob.com is for credit aid. Overwhelmed by debt? Call 204-987-6890, creditaid.ca. How will you take in the Grey Cup on Sunday? Will you be watching, listening at home? going to family or friends, going to a restaurant or lounge, or are you going to Hamilton? Oh. Weigh in at cjob.com. You can also vote on Twitter at 680CJOB. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.